Welcome to episode 29 of Something Inventive, the Bath Digital Festival Special, part one. Al and I have been on location at the Bath Digital Festival, soaking up talks and workshops and everything to do with technology, marketing and business. We thought we'd do something fun for this episode and recorded our experience throughout the two days in video as well as audio. And this will be available on the rather inventive YouTube channel. We hope you like it. Now, on with the show. That's a bit of a run. Um, Okay, I'm here in Bath today. Um, Al and I are doing a podcast special. We've actually come to the Bath Digital Festival, which is on all week, celebrating technology. There's lots of business talks, tech talks, and uh, other things like that going on. We've got a jam-packed two days. Uh, My first one is uh, come up in a few minutes. I can see you. There's already people at the door. Anyway, see you later. Why are we here? Why are we in this park? This beautiful park, actually. In Bath. We are at the Bath Digital Festival. Bath Digital Festival, indeed. And it's something you've been going to for quite some time, haven't you? Yeah, I've, I try to come every year, and every year it gets bigger and better. Well, hopefully better. It's only um, day one lunchtime. So, uh, so far, so good. Yeah, it's a great, um, great, very, very cheap. If I can use that word. It is. Um, it's like fifteen pounds a ticket. Well, for me, you got an early bird. I ticket. did an early bird ticket for ten pounds, so I get <laughs> a whole week for ten pounds, no matter whatever I want to go to, for the money you pay and the stuff you can learn and the people you can hear and meet. It's it is amazing. Incredible. From the one I've been to see so far, I think they've upped their game. It's really good. Yeah, I'm really pleased with it. Um, you know, I've taken two days out to come here, basically jam packed with lots of different events or different things. It's um, it's quite a broad spectrum, isn't it? I mean, it's it's all it's all focused on celebrating technology, but there's lots of things. I, uh, the one I went to see this morning at ten o'clock was growing your agency um, by a guy called Yanis, who I I swear I, I've seen him before somewhere. I'm sure, I, I spoke to him afterwards, and we, we both were sure we knew each other, but maybe <laughs> we've both got those faces. <laughs> um, you both got the same face. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> it's you, Ben. Um, no, really nice guy. Great talk. Um, basically, I think it's about two hours going through um, what the top agencies do. So the sort of processes that they put in place to um, develop their agency, run their agency as a as a proper business rather than just uh, you know smaller companies. You know everything from looking at profit to looking at your team, culture, clients, and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Was it a full? Was there many people in it? Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, I'd say there's about 30 people, okay. uh, maybe maybe slightly more. Really good, um, good room. Did some engagement. Talked to other people in the room about their business and what they did. It's a good sized room to be able to just yeah. have a bit of dialogue and feel a bit more included. I was in like more of like a seminar room. It was I think it was 200 in, in mine. It felt like 200. Um, I got one of the last seats because I was like having to run for my first talk. So I literally had to do that. You had to shuffle into the only seat left in the middle of the thing. That, that was me. Making yeah. lots of noise and everyone's looking at you. Yeah, that was yeah. me. But that's okay. What was that's your talk? Okay. Um, my talk was uh, about digital um, PR and SEO. So they were talking local businesses, two local businesses. Well, one in Bristol, um, who uh, I shouldn't say ice cream, they make gelato. That's quite, uh, that was made quite clear in the presentation. Um, What's the difference? Yeah, they didn't go into that too much. Oh. <laughs> they were talking about how they use. Um, SEO and or social media well more social media actually mm. I've said SEO very number of times mostly social media to be honest so Twitter Instagram Facebook and just how those things can help a startup I guess and they were doing things like they had like a blogger mm. day when they were first opened their shop so they would have people um, come and just try all the gelato and uh, and then sort of blog about it just gather some momentum 
and uh, did they tell you how they approached that because that sounds like a good idea but how do you go about organising that and, and getting enough, finding enough bloggers in the local area yeah, to come? I don't know, they didn't get too much into that. Mm. Um, um, anything else there? Uh, a couple of things. There was um, interesting things about a uh, meta description isn't used at all for ranking. I didn't know that. I thought it was, but it's not. No, um, not for ranking, but it can be used as a um, conversion factor. So, if some, so the text it, you have in there will be maybe useful to someone clicking through it. Absolutely, but there's no point coming it with like keywords and phrases because it has to. It's more, it's more human I, readability. I don't know. I, I heard the other day that um, the keyword tag is actually has a small relevance in in, in keyword in. It can't hurt so. to have keywords there, but you know. I don't um, think it hurts as long as everything is well written and makes sense. There should be no reason for doing it. The other thing that came up, which is interesting, something I worked on yesterday part of my job is uh, the idea of structured data using schema to uh, describe things on your site so it's just a kind of like yeah I guess you could describe it as an organized way to describe products where you are um, the navigation on your site events maybe on your site things like this Google can then pluck out and just understand what the data is almost if you're giving it like a CSV kind of thing um, and that's like a separate part um, on your page which you'd have all this um, code see on your results you'll get little bits like reviews as well that's really big for, for schema structured data and that's why when you see on um, sites some lit, uh, some results you'll see like a review and then maybe a price mm -hmm. maybe how many items are in stock behind the scenes the website's telling Google all this information and Google picks it up and shows it this makes for a much more rich result more likely to click on it more likely to be relevant more likely to be the right answer which Google is trying to provide to people so that's something uh, we're starting to do more of mm. and definitely something that you guys should be doing more of if that's your what yeah and I think there's a general rule there if you can make your website easier for Google to scrape data from by presenting that data in a, in a way that's fast clear and, ha and you help label it as, as a certain set of data if you make it easier for Google Google will benefit you because of that and um, there's various different things you can do mm. oh, good yeah. anything else on SEO um, interestingly he was saying, you know, content's more important than links. And I think, still in my mind, yeah. I'm thinking, I need links to come in. No, uh, you know but what? Actually, it's not simple. There's a site um, that was ranking for oh, uh, some sort of therapy, massage therapy. I can't remember what it was. Some obscure, some not obscure phrase, but probably a phrase you could rank for. And they proved that you could rank a, a page number one within, I think it was a couple of days or a week, right. um, just by putting all the magic bits in, so metadata, keywords, URL, um, headings, all, everything in the right place, all the text on it was Lorem Ipsum. There's a few images, maybe wow. keyword in the right way. That so they had just literally put so in the bare minimum yeah. you need to, to or they ticked all the boxes to make a site rank. Wow. No links to it. Okay. I didn't know there were still Lorem Ipsum readers out there, but it's clearly, you know, you shouldn't ignore these old languages. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so it just it just goes to show that if it's if it has some uniqueness to it and there's yeah. not too much competition, then you could rank quite well as long as you do the basic things. And there was actually some other competition for it. That's um, very interesting, and that's yeah, what echo what this guy was saying. So don't worry too much about getting links in. It's quite good, great content, not thin content, not just little bits. But he was saying often it's better to write four pages if you've got enough to write about mm. four pages on something that will link together than one massive page on one thing. And I guess it makes it more relevant for people just looking for a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, these are. But the thing with SEO is it's all an experiment and it, it, people don't know all the answers. They're always trying to investigate. And I was reading uh, recently that you know, the future of SEO is quite, quite scary because they're making algorithms where eventually 
nobody will know what it's doing. Yeah. The algorithm would have worked out. I mean, we're talking like, you know, Skynet stuff. Although I don't think the Terminator would be involved in SEO as such. But um, it's like this idea that actually it just does it. It just does its same thing and yeah. you can't extrapolate it. A bit like the Facebook sort of algorithm. You can't really write it down. You no. can't say it does this in this situation. There's so many permeabilities and it changes. It works out, changes, and then just adapts. Yeah. Well, that's one of the thing, um, things Chris does. Um, Chris, our you know, SEO colleague. Yeah. He, um, he will look at um, what goes in and what comes out and measure the result. It's and basically, you've got a black box and you yeah. feed stuff in and you look at the output. Yeah. And you, you then change the input and see if the output changes. And, and, and basically, yeah work it through a series of scientific steps and a method. Okay, we've uh, stopped for some dinner. Right, yes. Before our final one at, what is it, six o'clock, so we've got a quick dinner. We went to see, um, this was a suite of talks really, New Frontiers in Digital Creativity. I've made a few notes here, not of everyone. There's one I didn't make a note of. I haven't got his name, so I'm sorry about that. It's just you, didn't, you didn't say anything noteworthy for me to write down, but the talk cutting, was interesting. Cutting. Oh, sorry, sorry, but there, it, it was good, but there was well, no... I'm writing with you, I know who he is, so that's okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Perfect. Right, so uh, let's just quickly run through them. Um, the first was Nick Ellis. I thought he was um, quite an interesting presenter. In fact, his first um, video was um, of his creative team, I assume, telling him how bad he was at presenting and why he wasn't, why he was actually presenting. So it's a, a nice little way to set the tone. Mm. Um, but a couple of things that I found interesting there. One, one sort of key point that he was talking about was that content isn't everything you know people want to fill an email with content or a website with content and he said people don't want content they want to be able to do something so one example he gave was for um it wasn't Ticketmaster, was it live events uh live nations nation. nation so he said people don't want a newsletter full of content they want a newsletter with um you know what's coming up you know they maybe heard about um some artist who's available to um to go and see and they thought it might be interested they want to be able to find out how to buy that and, and get straight into it rather than see all the content oh, oh so just it, before you go on oh. he also said um, blogs are b on the whole he said that word he, he did yeah. in public um, I'm not sure I agree with that but we'll go with it <laughs> I think he was also saying that people don't always know what they want and if you ask them they'll tell you maybe what you they think they should say or what yeah. you want them to hear or if you if you if you feed them a, a leading question they'll probably answer it with a yes because it's kind of easy and accept accepting yeah and so that if you go in there with a pre uh predefined idea of what you want or if you think they're going to say like they had this to do with emails they were asking people would you like to get emails about all this stuff and they're like yeah but actually no they didn't really they just wanted to buy tickets and know when the next gig was and that sort of yeah they just want so, to, a lot of people want to please you when you ask questions like that they go yeah i want to do that the bottom line is they just trust your instincts a bit more than data sometimes and yeah. ask the right questions and don't be afraid to ignore the majority sometimes if yeah. you think it's not a fair uh, assessment but that's hard to judge but i guess that comes to experience yeah and sometimes further tests yeah sometimes go uh, what's he said hear your audience listen to your instinct which is mm. sometimes you've got to go with your, what you feel is right and then iterate from there on using data you know whether it's working or not um any more on nick um, so that was nick I ellis so. i don't know if i said nick ellis um so i wanted jamie um just say yes so he was talking about um basically following his passion and coming across maybe complicated or difficult problems that a client came to him with and he didn't know how to solve them but he would just say yes 
and he was, yes find, man. he was a yes man and he would just find out how to deal with it later so he would a, t- a talented yes man not yeah. someone who's going to say yeah I'll do it and they, uh, well, yeah I think uh, he was keen he would get on with um, he showed us lots of different challenges where he would go um, yes uh, Channel 4 I'll help you create that identity which I've never ever done before for yeah. TVs I mean yeah he had a, a few really good you know contacts and experience with Channel 4 and um, yeah, he was quite right in saying that they have very, very crazy deadlines, often days. Yeah. And you wouldn't think some of that stuff that yeah, they do. Yeah, to do in four days is, over, is over days. a weekend. Uh, it's amazing, yeah. But I do like uh, Channel 4 like that because they clearly outsource a lot of their stuff and that's why everything's so fresh, so different, um, stylish and just loads of ideas because they just go and ask various people yeah. their, for their, um, you know, yeah. their creative input. Well, oddly, uh, although he won a lot of the initial identity work, what he didn't, what they didn't win is the actual sort of main final production work. So what they did is they came up with a very creative idea. So yeah. a lot of the four Channel Four more four idents that we see, they created um, the concept for it, but they never did the final production. The four seven logo with yeah. the seven down the side. Yeah, they did that. Yeah. yeah, but another agency came in and maybe sort of added flourishes to it. Yeah, we're, just, we're in the pub in Bradford Haven now. Yeah, we've retired my, to Bradford my, home, my hometown. Um, so we come here to, just to end the, the day off. How's the last? It was good. So, um, so I went to see. Um, it was called Build a Computer Game. Yes. It was run by the Maiden Academy. Now we, we heard one of his talks earlier. I can't remember the guy's name. Lovely. Charlie. Charlie, lovely guy. Really, really nice. Um, he went through basically building a very simple game in HTML. CSS and um, JavaScript or jQuery. Uh, what was nice about it is just going through a really nice, simple methodology. Very, very nice, actually, quite relaxing to do at the end of the day. Bit of light coding. So, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Thanks. Um, what's this, Charlie? It's funny, I've never found jQuery relaxing in any way. It's usually like, I, I, I'm trying to do that thing, I don't do it. Yeah, it, it was good. Like, it was like that. It was good. So, thank you for that. Um, and what did you see? Uh, I went to. Uh, <laughs> I went to, I think it was called Immersive Stories. Yeah. And I, what I really like about the Bath Festival, you don't always quite know what it's going to be. Mm. And it really wasn't what I thought it was going to be in any way, shape no. or form. Not at all. So it's quite fun. You sort of end turn up in some situation which you weren't fully prepared, prepared for. But it sounded it, like some VR experience well, to me. It wasn't at all. No. I, well, like, firstly, I thought it was going to be a, a talk. Yeah. Sort of wasn't. Yeah. And I thought it was going to be, like, people showcasing latest VR, maybe AI, augmented reality type stuff. It wasn't that. Uh, it was in, like, a shared workspace place, or, like, a sort of high, where companies hire a bit of offices on different floors. There's quite a few of those in Bath. Yeah. Popped up, called them um, Spaces, which is quite nice. Uh, not been in there before, but it's quite a cool place. And, um... Yeah, it was actually, as I went in, it was sort of like canapes and wine, and people just milling around. Really, I should have come to you. I know, we should have <laughs> Sorry, Charlie. Um, canapes and wine. It's canap- canapes, wine, and then just lots of people sort of milling and... Sort of we have fizzy water. Okay. Um, yeah, so I was like, oh, maybe the talks will start soon, and we'll go into a little room and stuff, but that didn't happen. And, uh, <laughs> You're waiting for this was, immersion? I was waiting for something. As it turns out, it was a sort of launch thing for a... Um, Sort of multi-university um, funding uh, project, uh, looking at sort of immersive technologies, like a research project. Explain mm-hmm. that way, right? Up your street. I wasn't really the target audience. It was more like people who had research projects to do with this stuff, and it was like a four-year project and all this money, and you can go, you can apply to be a fellow of 
bus by and all this sort of thing. It's the bus by university all the mm-hmm. wasn't, It wasn't really applicable to me in any way. But it, there we are. I, uh, yeah. You enjoyed the around and, Yeah. <laughs> what was your favourite of the day? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I suppose for me it would be the guy from the hug. I think he sort of sticks in my mind as being just a really good talker. Really naturally um, affable and capable and sort of knew what he was talking about but not afraid to say do you know what I, I don't know everything and mm-hmm. we're trying trying to make it better and this is how we're doing it and it seems to work and we've taken the, maybe the wrong route to get here but here we are yeah. and um, I kind of like the idea and I, yeah so he's someone who just yeah, sticks in my mind I suppose End of part one We're currently editing the video for day two of the Bath Digital Festival and that will be up in around a week so stay tuned